4: Hour number two of VEASAN's prime primetime action here on MSG+. We are underway down there in Miami. Kelly, uh, early struggles, but it's not out of hand or anything like that because Milwaukee's not necessarily lighting it up. Yeah, if,
5: uh, if I told you one team had scored 13 points uh, about seven minutes into the game, you'd be like, oh, they're in trouble. Except they're do- more than doubling up their opponent in the heat right now. That is 13 to 6. Milwaukee right now, five minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, Bucks, a five and a half point live favorite. 212.5 is your live total. I'll tell you, man, it takes Karan Butler one time of counting down the, the 10 second clock and get that, getting that blown on uh, Giannis last game. For them, the TNT crew to now start putting a clock on Giannis whenever he's at the free throw line. I just saw that he was just shooting free throws and they got a clock going for that 10-second violation. Can I
6: tell you how many times in my career as a referee I've called that? I believe once in like 15 years of doing this. <laughs>
5: okay, that, I'm so, I am so I love having Adam so we can ask referee questions. Are you always counting
6: it, though? Yes. you're Always. always. You're always counting it silently. The whole idea is that you can't see someone counting it. But right. the idea of calling it, On Giannis at that point in the game. Because you know that Karan Butler talked to the ref before (laughs) the game about this. And then was yelling it, apparently. Get him in the second quarter. Don't do it there. (laughs) (laughs) That
4: was – the spot was what was – so nuts yes. about that. He
5: gave him thirteen, though. He gave him a thirteen count. Is that is that what you do, Adam? When you, when you call thirteen count, when you Man. called it the one time in your career, did you did you give him past ten seconds?
6: You do. You don't do it like as your hand opens up on the number ten. You're right. kind of like ten and a thousand. No. I, I
5: got you. All right. Over in the NHL, Canadians still with that two nothing lead. Uh, you can get two to one on the Maple Leafs now if you want to get in. Second period just getting started. Uh, in that game, live total, 5.5, shaded slightly to the over. And our two baseball games going on right now, Blue Jays and Yankees all tied up at three, top of the fourth inning. Yankees uh, about a minus 130, 135, live favorite. Blue Jays plus 105, coming back the other way, 9.5, your live total. Reds up on the Nationals, one nothing. top of the fourth. Reds minus 170 live. Nationals plus
4: 140, 4.5, live total, shaded slightly to the under. The Blue Jays and the Yankees look down, look up. It is now 3-3 three to three in this game. Uh, we had an Aaron Judge home run. We also had a Bo Bichette home run in this one. So a three spot for Toronto in the top of the third, a two spot for the Yankees in the bottom of the third. We're, uh-oh, we're all tied up at three apiece here. Uh, Robbie Ray and Jordan Montgomery both uh, giving up the long
6: ball on this one, Adam. Right. Uh, we are definitely threatening that pregame total of 7 if you're yeah. uh if you bet an under on that after watching the first game, sorry sorry about that because uh Boba after Jordan Montgomery uh, gave up a couple of walks and the pitching coach come out and said hey that's Boba be careful then give up a three run home run to Boba Schitt
4: Steven Strasburg gave up a lead off home run against the Reds that is it so far still 1 to nothing in that one in the top of the fourth. So over on uh, over on the diamond though we do have another couple of games that are about to get going. Well, one game is about to go in Bruce Zimmerman versus Dylan Cease. That's the Orioles and the White Sox as we sit right now. Dylan Cease and the White Sox minus 210ish favorites plus 185 if you want the Orioles and Bruce Zimmerman. I do not Adam, that being said, I also do not want to bet minus 210. On the White Sox and Dylan Cease,
6: this is a very clear pass situation based on price.
4: Kelly, as we look at this, uh, so I, I know your your pregame. I know your pregame on the Heat. Is there any? Is there anything that you would be looking for here if you did want to get an endgame?
5: game? No, not really. No, not, not with this team. I mean, it's gosh, what a start though! Four, four for nineteen from the field, zero for five from 3. 0 for one from the free throw line. Pretty brutal. Now, I, I I played that money line pregame bet. I, I don't think. I don't think you could convince me to get in live almost at any point in
4: this game. Okay, uh, nineteen to eight, three minutes, twelve seconds left in the first quarter. Uh, plus two thirty. If you do think the Heat come all the way back, if you want to, you can also take seven and a half with them. Plus seven and a half right now is the uh, is is the live spread minus two ninety five bucks on the money line. And again, they're not really lighting it up either so far. But um, you know, they they're not going to have to if the Heat continue to play like they're playing right now. So I'm not too uh, not too worried about my minus one that I've got. It is primetime action here on Vison and MSG+. And want to bring in the host of ATS Radio, lead writer for ATS.io. Also, you can find him on the Twitter machine, at Skating Tripods. He is Adam Burke. Adam, thanks for the time I'm in. Absolutely, guys. How's it going tonight? Doing well, doing well. So far, so good. Anyway, I guess I can't say uh, doing well just yet. I my, my bet is just now in progress here, but uh, so far, so good. We'll talk some NBA with you here in just a little bit, but I want to start out over on the diamond. And, you know, one of the things that we were looking at, people were kind of people were kind of nervous about this Yankees team. They struggled kind of out of the gate. And then you go and you look, okay, now sitting 28 and 21, Pitching has held up to a point so far, hitting maybe starting to come around just a little bit here, but we were looking and, man, still minus 118 to win this division when you still have a bunch of teams that I would consider to be live within that division. Are you bullish? You bearish on the Yankees or are you just kind of, uh, you just kind of somewhere in the middle?
7: Yeah, I still like this Yankees team for the most part. You know, I think offensively, they just make such a high quality of contact across the board. They've got a really balanced lineup. They've got a lot of guys that can contribute for them, especially as we get into the summer months here. Ball will probably carry a little bit better in the Bronx as it gets a little bit warmer as well. I'm still very excited about this team. I like the pitching staff. I like the bullpen. I think there are a lot of things to really look forward to with the Yankees here for this summer and also too. You know, Boston's offense is really, really good, but I'm not entirely convinced that this pitching staff can hold up. And Toronto was a really interesting case because they were outstanding offensively at home, playing down at their spring training facility in Florida. Well, starting next week, they go back up to Buffalo. So, you know, we'll see what happens with them offensively and how their offensive numbers at home drop off. And to me, that's kind of a concerning situation for them where their pitching is behind the Yankees, and probably could be argued that they're behind the Red Sox in that department as
6: well. Uh, Not to mention uh, the Rays and the huge winning streak that they came off now down to 3-1 to uh, to win the American League East. Uh, When we look out west and look at the Dodgers, Padres, and I guess the Giants are still hanging around uh, in the National League West, uh, we were talking last night about just how impressive it is that the Dodgers have the record they do with all of the injuries uh, that they have had. Uh, how do you handicap where we are with this race that I think everyone was expecting to be a pretty hot one between the Dodgers and the Padres?
7: Yeah, absolutely. First of all, shame on me for forgetting about the Rays, a team that I you know, very much like as well out there in that AL East. But as far as the NL West race goes, you, know, you look at and what the Giants have done here so far, and they're very good offensively on the road. And of course, at home, Oracle Park, just not a great offensive venue. So they've kind of struggled a little bit there to a degree. But their starting pitching has been absolutely excellent. It's made up for a bullpen that's not particularly strong. San Francisco, a very good first five bet so far this season. I think because of that starting staff, because of what they have offensively, at least on the road, I think they can hang around for a while here in this race with the Padres and Dodgers. Ultimately, I do think the Padres and Dodgers do pull away a little bit. I think the Dodgers do still win this division because of all the depth that they have. But San Diego's gotten off to a pretty nice month of May here. I know the month is pretty much ending, but you know they played very, very well against some very bad teams. They were able to get healthy offensively against some bad pitching staffs, put up some very good numbers this month. Let's see what happens to them because they just played a tough series with the Brewers. Now they play Houston coming up here this weekend. They've got the Mets and the Cubs when they get back home. The Mets obviously very banged up right now, but still some very good pitching. That's what I want to see. I want to see what the Padres do when they step up in class a little bit, because we already have a pretty good idea of what the Dodgers are capable of.
4: All right, let's take this thing to where it's going to get very difficult, and let's talk about the NL Central. Are any of these teams any good? I mean, what are we looking at here with any of these? I mean, the the Cardinals right now plus with 115 to win the division. Brewers plus 140. Cubs five to one. The Reds. You can to get at 12-1, to a team that everybody was super high on heading into the season. Uh, A lot of baseball left to be played, but, man, I don't like any of these teams. Yeah, all of these teams
7: are deeply flawed. You know, look at the Cardinals, and I think they've overachieved quite a bit here so far this season. One of the things that's really interesting for St. Louis this year, and Boston's actually done the same thing with great success, the Cardinals have just gone all in on preventing home runs. They're just not allowing home runs this season. Bush Stadium, a big part of that. So they have pitched very, very well in their home ballpark. I think it's probably got some degree of sustainability, especially with how the baseball is playing this year. But I just don't know if the Cardinals have enough offense to really keep pushing forward and be at the top of that division. The Brewers, they don't have any offense at all, but they're still hovering around 500 because of how good that pitching staff is. I don't know if maybe they make a trade here in July, something like that to get some better offense. If they do, this is still the team that I like. I played a World Series future on them before the season, just kind of expecting them to you know, be the best team in this very bad division. So I'm hoping that still comes to fruition. But Cincinnati is a fascinating team here too, because you know, offensively, they're the second best offense in baseball at home. On the road though, they've been a significantly different team. So if they're able to level that off a little bit, hit a little bit better on the road, maybe they're a team that can hang around It's kind of a crapshoot. You can kind of throw the top four teams sort of in a hopper and and pick one out. Maybe you like them, maybe you don't. But I just don't think that the Cardinals are as for real as their records suggest. So I think we get some chaos here throughout that division the rest of the way.
4: A little bit of news coming through here if you're looking to bet some of the later baseball. Uh, Shohei Otani has been scratched tonight, not going to go for the Angels. They're saying it is not injury-related. More details to come,
6: Adam. There are always more details to come when it comes to trying to get Shohei Otani onto the mound. Uh, On the other side of the East, Adam, as we look at the National League East, uh, this division is fascinating to me because I think you could have made a reasonable case for at least three teams coming into the season and probably four. Uh, The Mets obviously have not played as many games as everyone else in the division, but by winning percentage, we see them at the top right now. they have not had much offense to speak of. They have been beaten up badly offensively, and yet here they are still favored to win the division at minus 106.
7: Yeah, when I look at those odds here, there's one team that stands out to me, and it's the Atlanta Braves at 2-1. to one. I mean, Atlanta is a team that, you know, their bullpen was actually a strength the last couple of seasons for them. It's gotten off to a very, very slow start so far this year. They've had some starting rotation injuries as well. You know, they're still waiting on Mike Soroka to come back. He'll be a nice piece to add here sometime in June or maybe in early July. But the thing for me about Atlanta is their offense is really, really good. And we haven't seen it to the full degree so far this season on the road. We have at home. But they're one of those teams that was very negatively impacted by the changes to the baseball. They hit a lot of fly balls. They hit for power. They kind of trade power for strikeouts to a degree. And with how the baseball played early on, it really negatively impacted them offensively. Here in the month of May, we're seeing teams swing the bats a little bit better. The Braves especially being one of those teams. Obviously, as it warms up, their offense is only going to improve. And also, as we get deeper into the season, their pitching staff should get healthier as well. So Atlanta 2-1 to one is, is absolutely something I would take a look at there in the National League East.
4: Adam, let's switch over here, uh, talking to Adam Burke of ATS.io. Adam, let's switch over to basketball. We do have two games tonight, 10 Eastern and 1030 Eastern. The Suns and the Lakers, let's start off here. Right now, the Lakers, six and a half or seven point favorites in this one. Of course, we got the monster game out of anthony davis in game two we see chris paul get hurt and not be able to go you know really hardly at all i mean he was out there for 23 minutes but but really of those 23 minutes there weren't really any quality minutes after the injury really took place there uh what do you think about this game and then this series moving forward
7: yeah i think about this game tonight i mean you know i don't know if the current state of the lakers is sort of built to cover this six and a half number you know big game for davis in game two But he also had 18 of his 34 points at the free throw line so i don't know if that's something that we want to bank on here in tonight's game and obviously the free throw line saved devin booker from having a really bad game in game two as well i just don't know if i can look at the lakers right now and lay you know basically a three possession spread with them i don't know if they're that much better than phoenix at this point in time lebron really doesn't look right for the most part still and you know, he's he's not really as aggressive. He's not really attacking the basket as much as we typically see. So I think I'd have to take a look at Phoenix here tonight, just because like I said, I don't trust the Lakers to cover this big of a number. Maybe they do. Maybe LeBron has one of those nights, but I think it's just, you know, this is probably somewhere more like in the five, five and a half range, in my opinion.
6: How do you feel about the availability slash health of Chris Paul in terms of the effect that it could have on this game because we saw him in game two 23 minutes of sort of maybe half speed, maybe three quarter speed. Chris Paul probable to go tonight. We haven't had that confirmed, but uh, did not look like himself last time out. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd almost rather not see Chris Paul out there because they're going to
7: feel like they have to commit some kind of minutes to him and see what he looks like in this game. And you know, if you're gonna get half of Chris Paul for 23, 24 minutes, maybe somebody else at, you know, full 100% capacity, would be a better option. I understand that Phoenix is a team, you know, kind of going through this playoff appearance for the first time type of thing. You kind of want that calming veteran presence out there in Paul. He's also been a good facilitator for this offense throughout the regular season, but this version of Paul is probably more hurtful to them than anything else. So I don't know. I guess we'll see what that probable designation looks like once the game actually gets started here. But, you know, I think for Phoenix, they're probably not expecting anything from him at all. That's probably kind of what the talk has been leading up to the game.
4: Another series that's won a piece, the 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific Nuggets in the Blazers. As we sit right now, still sitting at three and a half in favor of the Blazers, 227, 227 and a half Your total in that one. Monster game from Dame, just absolutely crazy. And then Jokic has his monster game as well. This has been an incredibly fun series. Uh, Blazers at home as three and a half point favorites. What do you see here?
7: Yeah, I think the big question obviously here is what does Portland do to adjust? You know, I mean, Dame had the big first half in game two and then Denver put Aaron Gordon on him and basically shut him down. He only made one three the rest of the game, only had 10 points in the second half. Portland's had a little bit of extra time to kind of think about what they want to do to free up Lillard a little bit more. Is it some more ball screen stuff? Do they try to find ways to get Gordon off of him? It's probably easier said than done for them. And I think that, you know, that's such a a seminal moment in this series with the adjustment that Denver actually made in game two. And I agree with this line coming down a little bit. You know, I think Denver is the side here. You can take the points. I think the money line is something you can gamble on if you so choose. But I, I think this is, you know, a good spot here for Denver tonight where they found an adjustment. They found something that worked. And really, even while Dame was going off in the first half of that game, Denver was getting theirs offensively as well. And that's something that kind of gets lost in the shuffle with the historic first-half performance that Lillard had. So, to me, I think Denver is the side tonight. And, you know, we'll see if Portland is able to make that adjustment. And if they are, maybe it makes Game 4 a little more interesting.
6: I think the talk of the NBA, Adam, in what we have coming up tomorrow goes back to the Los Angeles Clippers and what exactly is going on there. Down two games to the Mavericks, going to Dallas. And, frankly... Uh, plus 200 is the series price we saw adjusted on the Clippers. And that, to me, was surprising considering what we've seen out of them so far. Uh, Would that be something that you would get involved with?
7: Yeah, you know, I think Game 3 is, is, I mean, it's obviously important for a variety of different reasons. But the thing that I'm really interested in seeing here is, is it the Clippers' defense that's played really bad in this series, or is Dallas just making a lot of shots? I mean, Dallas is shooting 50% from three in the series. They were, what, 36, 37% during the regular season. So that's the big question that I have here. I mean, is this a byproduct of the Clippers just not playing good perimeter defense, not playing good defense at all, or is Dallas just kind of on a heater where they're making a lot of shots? I don't know the answer to that question, but as I look at this game here coming up on Friday night, I've got to think that the Clippers bounce back to some degree. You know, I mean, you look at this team and, and they're not getting much help outside of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but, I don't think Dallas can keep up this shooting pace. In fact, oddly enough, they were a better shooting team on the road this regular season than they were at home. You would think it would be the opposite, especially with kind of a jump shooting team. So I think just natural regression here for the Mavericks kind of points me towards the Clippers getting back into this series.
4: He is the host of ATS Radio. You can find him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Adam Burke, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it.
7: Absolutely, guys. Have a
4: good night. This has been a bad basketball game. This is yep. this, both of these teams are not playing well at all. That was game one too. That was like yeah. when everybody was everybody on Twitter was
5: like, "Oh, this is like a game seven in the NBA." I'm like, "No, this is just horrible basketball." They're just both playing bad.
4: Yeah, this is this is bad basketball. I mean, it, it's 26-16. We played another couple of minutes. There's been one bucket. There's been an air ball. There's been some bad passes. I mean, it's just been it's been not good. I mean, if you're, I guess you could look at this two ways. If you're on the Heat tonight, which Kelly is. <laughs> you can look at it like they played this bad; they're only down ten. Or you could look at it like, well, the Bucks have played terrible too, and you know we're down ten. I I I think it's I, this is I think
5: it's not. If you're on the heat
4: like me, I think this is a horrible sign because you were
5: expecting them to come out with a lot of life, and then maybe the Bucks catch up to him a little bit later. But, I mean, Matt, like, you know, I, I the Bucs were the team in the series to me all along. This just felt like a good spot. But th- this slow of a start for Miami, I think, is
4: very concerning. Gary Sanchez goes yard for the Yankees. They are now up 4-3. to three. Uh, They have gotten to Robbie Ray tonight, Adam.
6: They have, and it's not surprising. Robbie Ray the kind of guy they want to see—a left-hander who does not throw particularly hard. So, yeah, Yankees go up four to three. Bucks now up twenty-nine sixteen. Milwaukee Ling nine and a half live. Adjusted total is a robust two and three and a half.
4: And Montreal has added another, but Toronto on the board as well. Four goals here and still eight minutes left in the second. Eight, nine
6: minutes left in the second, it seems. Uh, and by the way, before we get to break here, it looks like we have some information uh, from Dallas Braden, Kelly. Dallas Braden weighing in, yeah. Uh, so Dallas Braden says he's got it on good authority that Otani had trouble getting to the ballpark from San Francisco, and that's why he was scratched. Apparently a court, but, but he's hit it. He's, but he's, he's hitting, yes. but he's DHing He's DH.
5: So I don't know. He didn't get enough time to warm up the warm up pitching, I guess
4: properly or something forgot his glove or whatever.
6: <laughs> that could be a problem. Can't pitch it's glove. Dallas <laughs>
4: what do we, what, are, what do we do here? We'll update the full scoreboard here for you. It is primetime action on visa and MSG plus.
9: Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now and new customers get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9. With it, must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Matt Brown.
4: I assume the gentlemen's clubs are like back going down in Miami, right? <laughs> did the, the draftkings fantasy? Assume I still might know the answer that? to that. But I mean, yeah. that, I would guess what so. else is going on. I mean, if we're going in Vegas, the Bucks going are down, shooting thirty-one percent. The Heat are shooting twenty-six percent. Like, it, the, I, are, these guys had a night are out. Are you on the saying town.
6: the South are, Florida, 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 Florida is, is real open? Right now? Yeah, I thought. Are are you slandering the nightlife of Milwaukee? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, how dare That's you, what he's sir?
4: I'm saying that the nightlife in Miami has had a chance to get a little bit more warmed up, you know, it's, it's ready to go. I mean, this is just, this is horrible, horrible yeah. basketball. But so far, so good, at least from a betting standpoint for me, uh, 29 to 20 in favor of the Bucks over the Heat. And as I said, I mean, the Bucks are shooting 31% from the floor, 27% from downtown. The Heat are shooting 28%
6: from the floor and 20%. From downtown. Well, let me ask you guys a question, then serious question. So our in-game total sitting at two hundred here in the National Basketball Association in <laughs> the year two thousand and twenty one. Would you have any interest or is this shooting so poor that you can't even think about it? I mean, this is this is bad, bad
5: if it's if it were a different team involved besides the Miami Heat, I think that any I team. you'd almost have to automatically look over at them. I think it's it's a smart thought. Yeah. But man, the heat, they like you know, they like to play slow. You're, you you know, you want they want to slow this game down. So I, I don't know. I, I would still, I, I, they're they're an under machine, man. I'd still look that way.
4: I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't get there at, at all. Um, run us to the, the full scoreboard there, Kelly, and we'll we'll try to dig into this a little bit further.
5: Yeah, so that is uh, 31-20 now, Milwaukee. I'm also just noticing they're in the – this this might be the key to the first half here. Milwaukee in the bonus now with over seven minutes remaining in the first <laughs> half. Uh, Without bad, they're playing offensively. Some uh, easy free throws. Yeah. That might be big here. Uh, so the in-game numbers on that, Bucks 8.5 and 199.5 uh, is your live total. Maple Leafs did get one on the board. It is three to 3-1 now. Uh, in that one NHL playoff game, we have going on. 3 two, 1, 620 remaining in the second period. Canadians, it's minus 500 live. Maple Leafs, plus 375. 6.5 is your live total, shaded heavily to the over. Uh, Yankees up on the Blue Jays, 4 3, top of the fifth. Yankees, minus 380 live. Blue Jays, plus 290 and 9.5 and is your live total, shaded slightly to the under. Reds up on the Nats, 3 0, bottom of the fifth. Reds minus eight hundred live. Nationals plus five twenty five four and a half, live total shaded to the over.
4: Man, this is uh, this is going to be a long. This is going to be a long watch. The, the, this, if this doesn't turn around, this is going to be a long watch. I can't even. Uh, this well,
5: you know, thank God. Thank God we have so many other sporting events going on that we can concentrate on. Oh wait, no. Why is this so
4: slow tonight? It's weird. Yeah, we do have. We do have. Who's on the power play? Oh, Montreal's on the power play.
6: Oh, God, he's talking about hockey. Of course, things must be getting slow. See, look, Matt, here's the crazy <laughs> part. Well, we can talk about fun stats in this game, like that the Miami Heat have 20 points but 10 fouls. There's a chance they catch in fouls prior to getting enough points. 35 to 20 is now the score. Oh, my goodness. They have 20 points, and let's see if my quick math serves me in 18 minutes. Um, Kelly, you brought this up. Giannis, I mean, he
4: he's one of four from the floor, but he does have eleven boards. They, they are doubling up the heat on
5: rebounds right now. Almost 30 to 16. Also, yeah. The Bucks have seven
4: turnovers,
5: though. Oh, yeah, you said it, man. Mm-hmm. This game is just ugly.
4: Uh Drew Holiday leading all scorers with eleven right now. Jimmy Butler does have
6: nine. Uh, what are we what are we sweating on on Jimmy Butler? Uh, I am sweating an under 38.5 points, rebounds, assists. Uh, it's in play for him right now. Uh, 15 but, right now for thing, him. He has, yeah, 15 total on that. But the thing is, this is a 15-point game in the second quarter. <laughs> we could be trending again toward Jimmy Butler doesn't finish this game territory with the way things are going for the Heat.
4: Mentioned Trevor Ariza didn't have any points for them in game two. He still has. Nope, he's got that streak still going. Kelly, he has not scored in this one either hopefully things turn around hopefully we will maybe have an in-game opportunity here we'll try i mean listen with us what we try to do here but uh, not gonna force yeah not gonna force any bets that's for sure we do have a couple of basketball games a little bit later so we'll uh we'll highlight those we'll talk some golf here uh, another first round leader my misery will continue or will it primetime action here on beason and msg plus
9: Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VCN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on vCin.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at vCN.com slash subscribe. Matt Brown.
4: Dante DiVincenzo hurt his foot. He will not return in this one for the Bucks. They lead by 18 with five minutes left. They lead by 15 with five minutes left in the second quarter. Suns coach Monty Williams says Chris Paul has, quote, gotten better over the last couple of days, and he is a full go tonight for game three against the Lakers. He said he is not going to put uh, Paul in harm's way, and he's going to keep a close eye on him to see – if he looks the same as the other night, so at least what we are hearing is that Chris Paul is a full go. Does that change your opinion, Kelly? Uh,
5: I need to see it first. No, there's not, There's nothing. There's nothing I can do with this game tonight, in my opinion. I, I got to because if anything, I would bet the Suns with that at that number. But I, I, if Chris Paul, Chris Paul is so important to that team. I I think if he's not, I need to see him near 100% to ever be betting on that.
6: I, I think this game probably goes one of two ways. If Chris Paul plays and can give you any sort of quality in 20, 25 minutes, I do think the Suns can play this down to a four or five point game. If Chris Paul is the Chris Paul that we saw the other night, I think the Lakers could easily blow the Suns off the court in this one. Like this is a game that the Lakers probably look at and say, all right, now it's time to turn it on, right? Like, we, we got through Phoenix. Now it's time to put them away. I don't know. I, I don't really see where I can get myself involved with the Phoenix Suns knowing that Chris Paul could leave the game at any time. The, the news has all, all
4: the sevens have disappeared. So it is uh, it's six and a half. So I guess people are believing that Chris Paul is going to be a full go. We shall see. Uh, first round has concluded at the Charles Schwab. And... Um, Here we sit, Kelly, yet another first-round leader for Matt Brown, and we shall see if uh, my heart gets broken, ripped out yet again. Uh, Jordan Spieth, first-round leader, tied with Sergio Garcia at 7-under. My long shot and Jason Kokrak is also up here, tied for third at 5-under. So I have people surrounding, hopefully, looking for – Looking to hit an out right here, but I have a bunch of derivative market stuff that's going on. As we go down the board, um, how are you looking? How did your plays pan out? Anything that you're going to be looking to get in on as we move on here into day two?
5: Yeah, uh, not a great start for most of my guys. I believe Cowley uh, is my best-looking guy, and he finished one under. So, uh, yeah, not, not, not a great start for me, but... Might be interested in adding a couple guys here. I, that was kind of my strategy going in into into this tournament. Wanted to see the first round a little bit before we started mm-hmm. uh, possibly adding some guys. I, you know, I was high on Connors and Answer before this tournament. They've got – the problem is, Matt, we've talked about this with different tournaments. And this is – I guess the a great example and a horrible example would be yeah. last week, right? When we were – you see Phil at the top of the leaderboard. You say, how sustainable is that? we think we have some guys that could climb back into it. Okay, well, now it ended up being very sustainable for Phil and he went and ended up winning the thing. But in most cases, I think our thinking was right on that. Problem is when I we were talking about this yesterday. I said I said Jordan Spieth's not a guy I'm betting on, but he's probably the guy I'm most scared of in this entire field. So to see him at the top of the leaderboard and then Sergio was a guy that kind of just made missed the cut for me on guys I was going to bet on. I'm not as excited about getting in right now. I might wait till tomorrow. But seeing seeing a forty to one on Abraham answer out there right now, and I'm trying to even look for a number for uh, Connors. He's fifty to one. I don't know. I might might make small ads, but I, I think I'm going to look at it more tomorrow after I see the end of round two and see what the leader book, uh, leaderboard looks like net then. Adam, did you any, end up throwing anything down on
6: this or no? I, I didn't. You know, yeah. with the amount of time that I've spent looking at NBA and NHL, yeah. I just didn't feel like I had done the research to to get in. And you guys uh, very lovingly, kindly shot down the one idea I had yesterday. And so that was enough for me to say, okay, I'm good.
4: Uh, Jordan Spieth gained everywhere. Um, gained 7.93 strokes on the field. Um In in round one, over four strokes putting, nearly two strokes around the green, nearly a full stroke on approach, nearly a full stroke off the tee, and 3.69 tee to green. So really and truly just a a fantastic, fantastic round for him. Um, If you look at Kokrak, who is only two strokes down, um, Kokrak gained putting, but... He actually lost around the green, so if he were able to, to, to clean that up a little bit, you're looking at a guy that might could, – uh, could see himself really climbing that leaderboard as well. Um, if you go a little bit further down, Kelly, the guys that you were mentioning, some of the guys that maybe you were going to look at, I mean, I have a ticket on Zalatoris. He was horrible on approach today, which is t- completely not his game. He lost three and a half strokes on approach. Wow which he is one of the better iron players yeah. there is in the world. Like on tour right now, lost three and a half strokes on approach. He's still finished one under he's T 24 right now. I don't know if I'd necessarily take him as an ad for an outright, but I think there's some positive regression in store for his second round here. If you want to look at maybe some, when the head to heads get added a little bit later tonight, uh, some of the groupings as well. Maybe uh, maybe look at Torres because, again, it, it would be very out of character for him to shoot two rounds so, so poorly with his iron.
5: Yeah, completely agree. I, I don't like the 25-1 was the number we just saw mm-hmm. in DraftKings. I think he, th- that should be a longer number than that with him being six strokes off a guy like uh, Jordan Spieth. I think one guy we got to bring up, though, Matt, is we bring him up jokingly fashion all the time, Sebastian
4: Munoz. Oh, bass.
5: Three shots under today. That is not sustainable. Is that an yeah. auto-fade for round two matchup? It,
4: it is, and I'll tell you why too because he gained everywhere and and, and this is a guy uh, yeah he gained putting he gained around the green he gained a stroke and a half on approach he gained over a stroke off the tee we know what you get with sea bass
6: and tomorrow
4: all of those could be minuses as opposed to pluses so i'd be looking to fade
6: him for we have an update on the shohei otani situation this comes from the bay area rapid transit system the bart the bart is posted about Shohei Otani because there was a report that says there was an accident on the Bay Bridge, the Angels' team bus couldn't make it to Oakland. So the Angels took the BART to get to the stadium. Otani didn't have enough time to get ready for his start, though. But BART responds to this beat writer's tweet and says, Wow, what an honor to host Shohei Otani on BART. But we didn't experience any issues on our end. We confirmed there was no problem with the train, so we, we, we got a little BART beef.
9: Imagine riding like the BART and Shohei's just sitting across from you.
6: Be like, "Hey, bro, aren't you
9: supposed to start tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> and he like that's like riding into like a Warriors game and seeing Steph Curry. You'd be like,
4: "What?" we'll, we'll talk to DraftKings uh, Johnny Avello here on the other side of the break. It is primetime action here on Veasan and MSU Plus.
9: Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSEN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Matt Brown.
4: Kelly, has it gotten any prettier?
9: Not at all. We're at halftime. I mean,
4: that, that, thats maybe the so, uh, so. the highlight is that we don't have to watch for at least a well, little bit. Well, it's the best words the Miami
5: Heat could hear is that you <laughs> get to go to the locker room at least for a bit and try to regroup. It is forty nine thirty six at the half. Man, I have uh, I've I've spent many years around this team and uh, some of them covering this team. This is about, well, this may be the worst half of basketball I have ever witnessed by the Miami Heat in a for for a a, a team. And a, a a franchise that prides themselves a lot on their coaching ability and, and, and the idea of being able to rebound in situations like this in the underdog role. This is a this is quite a beating they took in the first half. Forty nine thirty six, your live numbers are uh, bucks eleven and a half and one ninety-nine and a half is the live total. Uh over on the ice, end of the second period, Canadians up three to one over the Maple Leafs. Uh if you wanted to hop in live, you can get about plus six twenty-five, plus six thirty on the uh Maple Leafs. Live total is six and a half, shaded to the under. Uh Major League Baseball Yankees. Uh, with a 5-3 lead over the Blue Jays. That is a bottom of the fifth inning now. No live numbers currently posted for that one. Uh, Reds and Nationals, bottom of the sixth. Reds up 3 nothing. If you wanted to hop in live, you can get the Nats at about plus 750. Four and a half is your live total. Orioles, White Sox, just getting going. Scoreless, bottom of the first inning. Uh, White Sox minus 240 live. Orioles plus 195, seven and a half, your live total.
4: So, if you are just joining us, this was uh, some news just came through. Shohei Otani was supposed to be starting tonight for the Angels. It is not. It is going to be Patrick Sandoval who's going. So, just a quick reminder: if you are just getting into to betting baseball, you know, Adam, I always bet listed pitcher. And just a reminder yet again as to why we bet listed pitcher because this is just, you know, this isn't even an injury. This is just a freak circumstance right here. But you're you're buying in to, to one guy here and then you get that complete
6: flip. So just don't bet just action. And by the way, there are a number of sports books out there that have moved to not giving you the option to bet listed. Mm. Be aware of that, because if you don't see the actual option to bet listed, you're betting action, and you're betting whatever pitcher goes out there. Yeah,
4: and this was just, you know, again, you're, if you think you're getting Otani tonight, you're getting somebody else. That is, uh, that is a big kick in the teeth, no doubt about that. Join us every week here, he is the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook director. He is Johnny Avella, the living legend himself, behind the book. What's up, Johnny? How you doing, my man?
11: Hi, guys. I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, Before we get
4: into the the playoffs here, I do want to jump back to last week just because we do see Phil Mickelson win the PGA. And with him winning the PGA, the reason I want to ask you this question is because a guy that's coming in, not playing well, not, not on anybody's radar, you know, 200 plus to one, depending on, you know, when you got him and things like that, but he is a popular dude, right? I mean, he is a guy that people like. So what actually was the liability to you guys on, on Phil winning? Because, you know, typically when we see these bombs win these tournaments, it doesn't really hurt you guys that much because nobody's betting on these guys anyway, but, but this time it was Phil Mickelson.
11: Yeah. And it, and it it did hurt. It stunk. You know, we had him at 300 to one took, As you saw, some of the bets that were floating around, we had one guy bet 1,000 at 300 to 1, but there were a lot of bets on Phil, uh, not only at the 300 or 250 before the tournament started, but after day one, after day two, and then we we at DraftKings have to go and throw a boost on him on the final day. And, uh, you know, that just added to it. But you're right, Matt. You know, Phil's a popular guy, um, and popular guys are going to get bet in golf tournaments, especially when you – find those kind of
6: odds Johnny a lot of NBA going on here tonight and uh, I am still fascinated by the fact that with coming up tomorrow we got the Los Angeles Clippers going back out there against the Mavericks I'm curious what kind of liability you guys have on the Clippers what sort of uh you know what sort of party you might be throwing if they end up out of this thing in the first round
11: yeah you know our liability really sits on a couple of teams uh It's about three teams it sits on. And that's the Lakers, who, you know, have not played well all year, but we've still taken money on them early in the season. And uh, we did boost them up a little, and people, you know, jumped on what I wouldn't call a great price, but Lakers, Nets. uh, We all knew about the Harden trade that was going to happen, and people were betting them then and before Harden got there, beyond the rumor. Um, And then Atlanta, we took some big, big bets on the Hawks. Uh, you, know, you, you know, up in Colorado, we let a guy win, like, over a million dollars or so. So, they're the three. Um, yeah, but the rest of them are all in the mix. You know, it's all money in the pot. So, if the if the Clippers win, we're okay. If they lose, that's okay, too.
4: Johnny, we know that here in, in, in Vegas that the, the Golden Knights, certainly super popular in, in some of the books that aren't, nationwide South point and things like that are going to take a bunch of money. Local books are going to take a bunch of money on the golden Knights. We're going to see the prices on the golden Knights kind of get a little bit skewed, but you know, we were looking and and, and even you guys seem to take a, a ton of money and of course don't operate in Nevada currently. And, and you guys seem to take a ton of money on the golden Knights. Is that more of, is that more of maybe people just don't like the wild all that much, or is this
11: golden Knights team just kind of, popular nationwide yeah it has nothing to do with the uh you know the the vegas Knights being in vegas and i know that we every single night the first year we had a hazard on the nights people would bet them and we knew that was going to happen and local team and people want to bet the game before they go to the game and and we had this big exposure on them winning a stanley cup at DraftKings, it's not the same although you are right that we do have some exposure on them Uh, on some nights. It's just because of the matchup. Um, It's not that people hate the Wild. Uh, The Wild have given the Vegas Knights some problems through the year, this year especially, and and in other years. Um, It's just the matchup, and they feel like this is a good night to bet them. This is a fair price to bet them at. Um, But no, on our network, we don't have that same bias as the Vegas guys do.
4: Johnny here in town. One of the uh, one of the shops that does some of the big contests announced their contest today and got their rules and got their uh, got their details and announcements out there. Not putting you on the spot or whatever, but uh, when we uh, when we going to hear something from you guys on what's going on this fall?
11: Well, our contests are out. Um, you know, we have the Pick'em Pro Football Contest, the $1,500 entry fee, and we have the Survivor Contest out there, which is a million dollars to first place. That's $333. But, you know, I got to give the, uh, you know, hats off to the Circa for coming up with a monster prize in a Survivor Contest. So uh, I think it was it, it's great they announced that, and that makes everybody raise their game, including us. And you said that with you
4: know things kind of opening back up and things getting back to normal as well, that some of the stuff that you guys had planned last year that had to get either you know had to get canceled due to the pandemic, th- that seems to be back in the cards here. We're going to start getting like we had in, in in the first year of your your operation. We're going to get the the championships and things like that, and those are all going to be coming back around.
11: Yeah, we're you know we're looking at all the contests we're going to do live. Now we've already done a live. Uh, fantasy contest dfs Uh, we had it last week for basketball we're doing a live dfs at the northern trust up in boston um and we'll be we're looking at some live contests for uh nfl in september and you know another in towards the end of the year so we're planning on having those contests back again and let's just hope everything continues to go smoothly uh as it has in the last six weeks or so Johnny, I'll
4: let you go with this. We have the Lakers on, we got the Lakers on the slate tonight. Um, Are they taking every bit of the money like they do every single night?
11: They are not, Matt. Ah. Uh, They they took the, they took the Lakers uh, in, in game two. We knew that was going to happen, but tonight with the point spread being, you know, as it is six and a half, seven points, they took the Suns early now, you know, the Laker money might show up late, but it's been Suns money as of now. Suns are a good team. I think the betters realize that. And, um, you know, you just can't depend on your past as the Lakers have. Yeah, you're facing a good team. It's had a good good year. And uh, it's certainly uh, given them problems game one and got game two. And we'll see how game three goes. They think there's value there, though.
4: The living legend himself, sportsbook director over at DraftKings, Johnny Avella. Johnny, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it.
11: Thank you guys. Bye. So
4: 49-36 as we head into the third quarter in favor of the Bucks. It is a 12 point live spread if you do want to get involved there. -835 on the Bucks on the money line, +525 on the Heat, 198 and a half in our year of 2021 as
6: an NBA total so let's talk about that for a second with 87 combined points on the board and you generally see first-half totals in the NBA hung a little bit higher uh, than the full game total usually 52 53 percent of it or so Uh, do you see where there are on my quick math here roughly 127 points between these teams in the second half especially considering who we might or might not see I would lean under
4: I would lean under, but, you know, who knows? This thing could, like, get a whole bunch of backups in there for that fourth quarter, and then it just turned into, like, they just trade layups over
6: and over again, you know? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, by the way, that, that that math was horrible. It's 113, so. Kelly, anything with us? No?
5: Yeah, I, I don't think I could touch the side or total. I just don't know. I mean, I don't – even if it gets away, it's, you can see Milwaukee resting, guys. I just don't see where – like, Miami, this is the season, right? Like, you go down 0-3, like, you can't be yeah. resting, guys. Like, they're, they're going to be playing. Like two and a half minutes left if they're down third.
4: Yankees add another. It is the top of the six. They are up now 5-3 to three on the Blue Jays, of course. Uh, we'll continue to monitor this one all the way until the end. We'll talk some NBA. These two late tips with our NBA analyst, Jonathan Vaudeau. We'll see if he's got any bets on the games or if any angles that he might want to be playing. It is primetime action here on v and MSG+.